This is the single eye experiment. I'm going to ask you to take a fresh look at yourself and notice something that most of us overlook. It's a simple thing, deceptively simple, but it leads to being aware of your true self, and from this awareness many blessings flow. How many eyes are you looking out of? Obviously for others you have two eyes, two human eyes, but how many do you have from your own point of view? I have only one, and it's not a human eye, it's a divine eye. I believe that you too are looking out of a single divine eye. Of course, only I can see my single eye, only you can see yours. But once you see your single eye, it's the most obvious thing in the world. This experiment guides your attention to your divine single eye. Here's what you do. If you wear glasses, take them off and hold them out in front of you. If not, make a pretend pair with your hands. Make a round hole with your left hand by touching your thumb and first finger together to form a circle. Do the same with your right hand. Then bring the two circles together so they look like glasses. You can see two holes, or two lenses if you're holding glasses, with a dividing line between them. There's a different view in each hole or lens. Slowly put on your glasses, real or pretend, and notice what happens to the central dividing line. I find it disappears. The two become one. I'm not looking out of a pair of human eyes, but out of a single divine eye. Are you the same? Bring your hands back out in front of you and hold them apart, with open palms. Now bring them towards and then past your head, one on either side. My hands don't go past my head, but disappear into emptiness where I am. What do you find? Bring your hands out of the emptiness and hold them in front of you again. Now move them back towards the emptiness, but stop just as your fingers begin to vanish. Explore that edge where your hands disappear, all the way round. At the top, down the sides, along the bottom. My hands go round in a circle. I see nothing beyond that edge, nothing outside that circle. Everything is within my single eye. What do you find? When you've finished exploring, you can put your hands down. Remain aware of the edge of your single eye. The edge where the world fades out is a strange and fascinating place. Look at any individual thing in front of you and you'll see it's surrounded by other things. It has a boundary all the way round it, a line where it stops and the rest of the world begins. Your single eye is different. There isn't a boundary around it, and there's nothing beyond it. In every direction the world merges into emptiness. It floats in consciousness. I find no other consciousness than this consciousness. I don't see other single eyes next to mine. The world exists within this one eye, within this one consciousness. My true self is alone. Do you find this too? One benefit of seeing there's only one consciousness is that fear of others is undermined. This clear consciousness surrounds and becomes everyone and everything. All are within you, all are yourself. In reality, there are no strangers. Awareness of this is a deep kind of love. Close your eyes for a moment. The colours and forms of the world disappear. Do you disappear? Of course not. 
Now open your eyes. What changes? The view out changes, you see the world again, but the view in remains the same, always clear and empty. In fact, I don't close and open two eyes. The world fades out and then reappears. From my point of view, I destroy and create things. Investigate this for yourself. It turns out that your true self has amazing powers. You can't demonstrate these powers outwardly. Others see you just closing and opening your eyes. In this sense, your powers have no practical effect in the world. However, your hidden powers confirm to yourself how special and unique you are. You are the headless one, who alone can make things appear and disappear. From you the world arises, into you the world dissolves. Your true self is powerful and glorious beyond your wildest dreams. You have other secret powers besides the power to destroy and create things. We'll be looking into these other powers later in the workshop. Many great spiritual teachers have noticed that they're looking out of one eye, out of God's eye. Jesus said, when your eye is single, your whole body also is full of light. Meister Eckhart declared that the eye by which he saw God was the same eye by which God saw him. In the ancient Indian scripture, the Paranavana Sutra, the enlightened one is described as having become the eye of the universe. And the American poet Emerson wrote, I become a transparent eyeball. I am nothing. I see all. Now you can see what these people were talking about. You can see your divine eye. It's what you're looking out of now and what you've always been looking out of. It's a common experience that before seeing who you really are, the meaning of many scriptures is obscure. But as soon as you see your true identity, the meaning becomes crystal clear. A friend of mine tells me that seeing her single eye helps her relax. Sometimes she feels tense around her eyes, but when she sees she is eyeless, often the tension melts away. I find that when I'm aware of my single eye, I see more. Normally I have tunnel vision. I focus on one object and overlook the rest of the scene. But when I'm conscious of my single eye, I'm wide-eyed, as wide as the world, and much more aware of the whole field of view, including things on the periphery. As Emerson wrote, I am nothing, I see all. One of the things I see when I'm aware of my single eye and I'm indoors is that I'm not indoors. Right now I'm not inside this room. This room is in me. If you're indoors, see if you can see what I'm talking about. Looking ahead, I see the far wall of this room. I can also see the wall on my left, up to where it disappears into my single eye here. The wall on my right also disappears into my single eye, as do the ceiling, the floor, and what I can see of my body. From my point of view, this room has only three walls. The fourth wall is missing. Instead of a fourth wall, I see space. I'm not surrounded by four walls, not imprisoned, so to speak, within this room. This room is in me. Never in my whole life have I actually been inside a room, or inside any enclosed space. I'm not in this world, this world is in me. This is true for us all. Our true self is free. Of course, someone looking at me would see the wall behind me, would see that I am in the room, that I am in the world that I am not free. 
but they wouldn't see the wall behind themselves. For them, the freedom I'm talking about is where they are. This awareness can be helpful if ever you feel claustrophobic. Perhaps you don't like crowded spaces or being on a plane or in the underground. You feel trapped. When you find yourself in such a situation, see that you're not in the situation. The situation is in you. There's infinite space where you are. You're free and you're safe. Seeing who you really are is something you can't do wrong. Can you see only a part of your no-face, a fragment of your single eye? I can't. It's indivisible. I see all of it now. Looking at something in front of you, part of that thing is hidden. You can see the front of your hand, for example, but not the back at the same time. But is any of the space that contains your hand hidden? Isn't all of it on show, through and through, now and forever? Not only do you see all of your no-face now, you cannot see it more clearly in one moment than in another. How could this perfect clarity become clearer? Even if you overlook it, it doesn't deteriorate. When you look again, it's still perfectly clear. You don't have to somehow bring it back up to speed. Nor can anyone else see the emptiness more clearly or less clearly than you see it. How could this pure nothingness be different for any of its observers, whoever or wherever they are? It's the same in us all. There's no hierarchy of seers. Here we are one and the same forever. Awareness of this generates respect, both for oneself and for others. Awareness of your true self can help you make decisions. Let's say you're facing a problem and you've tried all the options you can think of but you've now run out of ideas. You don't know what to do. Well, try this. Continue being aware of the situation, but at the same time, be aware of the space where you are. See, you're not facing the situation, not confronting it, you're empty for it. This includes being empty for your feelings, for your reaction to the situation. Experiment with trusting that the source will guide you, that it will come up with what you need. It created the problem in the first place. Now give it a chance to provide the solution. As you wait, see how in each moment something new emerges into consciousness. The situation is developing all the time. If no clear guidance comes, then continue waiting until it does come. Give attention to other demands and situations as they present themselves. You don't have to be always thinking of the problem. In the periods when you're not consciously attending to the problem, things continue to develop. Be patient. Remain open to the source and to what it gives you moment by moment. Your true self will present a way forwards, will provide a solution. It may not, however, be what you expect or hope for. The source is wise, but we don't always like what it gives us, and we may not be able to see the good in it straight away. If this is so, then continue being empty for what happens, including your own reactions. This advice is not for accepting uncritically. Test the wisdom of your true identity yourself by handing over and surrendering to it, by giving it a chance to show you what it can do. If you don't give the source the opportunity to help you, how will you ever find out how wise and loving and powerful it is? 
The wisdom of surrendering to what the Source gives you, moment by moment, lies at the heart of all the great spiritual traditions. People use different terms, but it comes down to the same thing. Be empty. Say yes to the present moment. Get out of the way and let the Spirit act through you. Surrender your personal will to the will of your true self. Let go and let God. And of course, as the saying goes, as well as trusting God, don't forget to tie up your camel. In other words, trusting God doesn't mean that you just sit back and do nothing. There's a time to wait and a time to act, a time to be still and a time to move, a time to be silent and a time to speak. Be empty and you will know what is called for. This is the end of the single eye experiment. If you are with others, take time to share your experience. Perhaps one of you could lead the others through the experiment one more time. Whether you're on your own or with others, why not finish by spending a few moments silently being aware of your single eye? You don't have to think or feel anything in particular. Relax and see what presents itself in the emptiness. Then, in your daily life, notice your single eye whenever you remember. This is an ongoing meditation for each moment. See that all things are happening within this boundless consciousness.